The Ryan Tuberty Show on RTE Radio 1 with Elevon Merchant Services. Growing your business is easy peasy with us by your side. Good morning all, this is Ryan Tuberty with you on a very beautiful Monday morning. It's the 28th of March 2022, the sun is shining and it will continue to shine late into the day because of the hour business, which despite happening every year, throws us all into a state of mental confusion. I can't keep up, it feels like I have jet lag, it's just an hour and it's happening now, which is great. Uh, what? A, I'm still trying to get my head around what's happened, what happened at the Oscars last night. It was bonkers, if you haven't seen it. It's probably worth having a look. You've probably heard bits of it, whether it be on Morning Ireland or wherever you might be listening. But uh, as you know, Chris Rock, the presenter, seems to have, well, no, he, he said it was a gag. And they're pretty vicious, those gags at the top of the, not so much the Oscars, but you never see Ricky Gervais, for example, at the Golden Globes. He's vicious. The Oscars are much tidier, neater, certainly politically correct affair. And... Chris Rock did his bit. And Will Smith, from what I can get, he went up and essentially slapped him across the face. I've I've never seen anything. So all the talk of the COVID's over and the Oscars are back and everyone's there, it counts for nothing, really, in in the coverage today because it's all about that. Then, weirdness, and it is great excitement, whether, you know, in fairness, Chris Rock isn't exactly in hospital nursing injuries, but... it it is it is uh, it has thrown the whole thing up into disarray. So now we're meant to be talking about the great movies and the acting and everything else in between, but no, we're talking about this mad incident. Then Will Smith goes on to win the thing. He won the Oscar then for best actor in a film called King Richard about the Williams sisters. Uh, he plays their dad. I haven't seen the film. I don't know if it's any good, but it's obviously good enough for him because he won it. I was disappointed because I thought Benedict Cumberbatch deserved it for the Power of the Dog. Which is a film, it's an amazing film in the sense that I could fill this studio with 10 people. Then get arrested for breaching COVID regulations, but I could fill it with 10 people and say, hands up who enjoy Power of the Dog. Five hands would go up and five hands would go into the ground. They hated it so much. It's that device, a curate's egg of a film. But uh, I don't think there's any doubting Benedict Cumberbatch's um, acting chops in that. However, having not seen King Richard, I can't compare and contrast, but never... Like I say, that punch, that punch, that slap is remarkable. I think Chris Rock thought it was a gag. It wasn't. And uh, Will Smith is, seems to be, I mean, you can decide for yourselves. Was he like off his rocker in, to do such a thing? Or was he, what, defending his wife's honour? Do people, is that, is that a, is that, I don't know. Uh, that's something to be discussed and will be. But already overnight, the the, the LAPD have said that Chris Rock will, is not going to file a complaint against Will Smith. So there won't be this kind of criminal, you know, I was assaulted by uh, Will Smith and all that kind of thing. However, there is a suggestion in, in another yeah, paper overnight that he could lo- Will Smith could lose the Oscar for breaching the Academy's Code of Conduct, which I presume has some commandments, thou shalt not slap host and face um, or something like that. Uh, so we shall see. But he may be asked to hand it back. Um, they, there are strict guidelines and it's uh, essentially assault what happened everyone was just so shocked in the room says somebody was there it was really uncomfortable and I think Will would not want to give his Oscar back but who knows what will happen and 
Um, crit, uh, uh, Judd Apatow, who you'll know from as a director of Breaking Bad and, and Knocked Up, sorry, and things like that, um, had, had sent a tweet saying he, he could have killed him. That's pure out of control rage and violence. They've heard a million jokes about them in the last three decades. They're not fresh men in the world of Hollywood and comedy. He lost his mind. The tweet has since been deleted. Uh, but it, once it's out there, the feather leaves the pillow and no getting that back. And there you are. So that story will rumble on. In happier news, one of my favourite guests that I ever uh, interview or meet is Kenneth Branagh. And he won the Oscar. He won his first Oscar. When you think of all his work to date, uh, he eventually bagged the award uh, last night. I'm delighted for him uh, for Best Original Screenplay for Belfast, which has proven to be enormously popular. Um, the uh, biggest winner on the night, awards-wise, was Dune, which won six Oscars. And you need to be into your science fiction to enjoy Dune. I have enough of a science fiction gene to... I, I loved Dune. I found it very trippy, very very zen. thought it was very beautiful. Um, so if you haven't seen it, it's good. But a total waste of time. And this is the point they were trying to make at the Oscars. Go to the cinema. And I'm a firm believer in that. Even though the streaming services offered this and fair play to them and the film that won the Oscar for Best Movie was called Coda, which was made by Apple TV. So they, they're delighted. The streaming services are delighted that they got more attention last night and good on them. But movies were made for cinema. In my head and my heart, there's no doubt about it. I would much rather go and see a film in the big screen. That's what they're there for. And I think Kenneth Branagh has been saying this repeatedly on the awards circuit. Get back to the cinema. And he's so right. Um, uh, Coda was the film I haven't seen that either that's that's meant to be very very good and it won that won um, three categories it was nominated in so that's pretty pretty impressive it won best picture Coda won best picture um, and like I say uh, leading actor was Will Smith and Coda actor Troy Coetzer was best supporting actor uh, actress in a supporting role went to uh, Ariana DeBose from West Side Story, which was a fine film too. I enjoyed that. And leading actress, best actress went to Jessica Chastain, who 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 was just a terrific act, uh, uh, actor. And she won it for The Eyes of Tammy Faye, which I began watching at the weekend. Got called away. It looks good. It's, it's the it's the preacher televangelist uh, story, but uh, and she looks great in it. And uh, animated feature went to Encanto. Spent a lot of time over the weekend talking about Encanto. It's a great film. I didn't understand what was happening at all. Felt kind of not very bright watching it because I was kind of turning around going, so what, what, what's happening there? Is she, she's lost her powers or she's still got her power? What? That's a nice song. I know, but I'm confused. So Encanto won best. Jane Campion won best director for Power of the Dog, which I would have thought. And then, remember I played a song from the documentary I thought was one of the best documentaries I've ever seen called Summer of Soul? That won best documentary. So... Yeah, be sure to watch that if you haven't already. And a musical store went to Dune for Hans Zimmer. An original song went to Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, brother and sister, for the No Time to Die tune, which is fair play uh, all round. Okay, um, very... Uh, there's a, there's a, Galway has a problem in the nightclub arena. Problem is, there really isn't one. And for when you're young and you've just been locked away for two years, what do you want to do? You want to go and dance. And over the last eight years, Galway has seen the closure of um, Electric uh, 44, Club K, the Bentley and Carbon with the future of a club called DNA. Also in the clouds ahead of the Scaffington's new building plans, uh, one NUIG student said simply, Bundoran has the same number of nightclubs as Galway City right now. Let that sink in. 
Because it's a problem when you're a student, uh, but it's a pity. And the queue in the picture from GalwayBio.ie shows uh, people on Shop Street, younger people, uh, just queuing and queuing and queuing because they've run out of venues. So that'd be nice if they could sort that out. Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky. Zelensky has been in the news so much, uh, obviously, of late. Uh, has he personally thanked Bono and you too in a video address for spearheading a campaign aimed at helping Ukrainians return home after the war. Stand up for Ukraine. It'll be a worldwide social media rally held on April 9th, which is Saturday, as I understand it, to raise funds to return temporary Ukrainian migrants to their homes, just like before the war, once safe to do so, uh, said President Zelensky. And uh, you can pick out the important parts of this for us as Irish people when you hear him saying this. Yeah, that's him saying essentially thanks to the lads for their help. Funny reporting about this because uh, Barry Keoghan, who was our guest recently, I watched his five-minute piece of tape as the Joker, which is on um, YouTube if you want to have a look at it. And he, he really is knockout in it. He's going to be a great Joker. But it seems like he may be... It says, a Dub- the Dubliner took to his Instagram to share a photo of his arms around his girlfriend who's holding the confetti cannon, which revealed that they will have a boy, a baby boy. So if that's the case... Um, good luck. Congratulations. Um, I hope so. There's a few reports of it saying he seems to be saying. Um, so we'll see. You know, hopefully it's all good news in, in and around that. I heard um, the saddest report over the weekend in a, a podcast I was listening to from the Daily Podcast, the New York Times, which is one of the best. Um, and it was about uh, young girls trying to get back to school in Afghanistan. You've probably heard the story last week. They were promised it was going to happen and they all arrived at the school gates and they said, actually, no, we're not so sure. We'll, we'll, we'll come back to you. And it was just all these young... And I was just thinking of... It sounds strange in some ways, but I couldn't help myself thinking about the privilege we have of going to school. It's hard to think that when you go to school because you just think school... Don't really want to go to school. It's, 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 it's torture for some... But the privilege of being able to go to school, the privilege of being educated, the privilege of learning um, every day, it's something we take for for granted. And you see these young women and girls in what would be the equivalent of third, fourth, fifth year going to the school gate and being turned away. And they were crying. They said, we want to go in there. We want to learn. We want to, we want to be educated. I want to be a doctor. I want to be a journalist. I want to be an engineer. They were all saying these things. It was actually quite emotional listening to them because all they wanted was the human right of education and uh, made me think how lucky we are that we do have such a thing and the vote and democracy and so forth but when you see it robbed like that um, it's cruel it's cruel you know the, by the way the pandemic is is pretty much over I know it's not over but pretty much over uh, when you see um, the report from the Kilkenny people that deposits at bottle banks around Kilkenny have fallen by 16% because people have do you remember during the, the I mean <laughs> During the height of the pandemic, you were, I was essentially joining queues to drop bottles, bottles back to the bottle bank because so many people um, were, I suppose, drinking at home and making use of that. But uh, 16% fall means that people have obviously returned to the bars. The busiest bottle banks in the county, of, just in case you're wondering, and this is a bit of, oh, they like a bottle, do they? They're in Thomastown. Oh, yeah, in Greg Namana. Oh, yeah, having the crack there. And the newest is located in the row. How about that? Okay. Um, among the unknown rules of the, of the road, Gardaí could fine you for. The Irish mayor telling us 
Don't beep your horn between 10.30 and 7am unless it's an emergency. But shouldn't you only ever really beep your horn if it's an emergency? Anyway, you can't be doing that. It just beeping is for, for a laugh. Uh, if you smoke in your car with other passengers under the age of 18, illegal. Okay. It's against the law to splash a pedestrian by driving through a puddle. If the action is proved to be t- t- deliberate, the driver could try to face a charge of driving without reasonable consideration to other... How do you prove that in a court of law? Quite the case. Um, and then... Dirty number plates, dirty number plates need to be cleaned immediately. And if you, it is an offence to eat behind the wheel if it could cause you to drive without you carrying it. Nonsense cases in some cases, but problematic in others. Uh, gosh, that's a lot of uh, text in on the, a lot of on Will Smith. Let's see what we've got there. Will Smith says a text, 51551, may have believed he was defending his wife's honour. However, his actions were unlawful and feral. He disgraced himself considering his and his wife's stance in relation to the Academy's failure to nominate and award people of colour. Linda says, I think Will Smith was perfectly right. Chris Rock was bullying Jade. Women with alopecia often suffer mental health issues because they feel less of a woman. It wasn't funny and he needed to know that. Shane in Cork says, fairly innocent, innocuous uh, uh, joke, just like, uh, just ask uh, Ricky Gervais, Pinkett Smith has decided to own her alopecia, which is extremely laudable. She could wear wigs if she wanted to, but if you can't own it, then be that upset when someone mocks you about it. A ridiculous overreaction. Will is a comedian who can't take a joke. Come on, says that person. Chris Rock made a very cruel... These are 50-50, aren't they? Uh, really, 50-50 uh, Will versus Chris. Chris Rock made a very cruel joke about Will Smith's wife's alopecia, which she only went public about last December. I agree Will's word should have been used... Not his hands. Chris was extremely cruel, joking at Will's wife's alopecia and drawing the cameras to her humiliation. The humiliation and hurt on her face has not been mentioned, um, which is uh, another point. Um, and wasn't, why wasn't Will Smith arrested, somebody says, is what I want to know. If that was a member of the public, they would have been put in cuffs and led off to the police station. Disgraceful behaviour from Smith. Another says, Chris Rock slagging Will Smith's wife after about her alopecia. It was a step too far, so I can understand why Will Smith wanted to defend his wife. And Will Smith behaved, says Frank, disgracefully like a low-level gangster and his foul-mouthed tirade was unacceptable. He deserves to lose the Oscar for what he did. Very strong feelings. I'm, I'm, that's interesting. You, you actually feel very strongly on it. And I suppose it comes down to public discourse in some ways. I mean, there's, there's ways and means. He, he might have actually, excuse the expression, packed a more powerful punch if he'd used the right words to take Chris Rock out. Do you, does that make sense? I, I think that would have been probably a better, for, for, his, for his own sake. Aaron Sorkin, one of my favourite uh, writers of TV, uh, West Wing Man, um, The American President. I almost watched that again. That's a lovely film. Um, and um, all of these, uh, You Can't Handle the Truth, that stuff. He says, It's vital for people to see the cruelty of racism in the 30s ahead of the play's London debut because he's doing a West End production of To Kill a Mockingbird and he is going to use the difficult language. As he says, removing it would be wrong and unnecessary. He has written a 21st century adaptation of of the Harper Lee classic. Now, I know it was on West End for a little while, but things have changed since since COVID, I suppose, in in some ways. Um, So he's going to incorporate some more modern language into that. He refuses to to remove lead character Bob Ewell's racist slur from the script. He said, we're trying to dramatise the cruelty and severity of racism in the 1930s. So to change that word 
so it would be more palatable to an audience today would be both wrong and unnecessary. People can handle it, he says. And added that some of the inspiration for his writing came from one of the most horrible websites ever, Breitbart, the far-right US news outlet. He says, if you go to the comment section of almost any article, you'll see Bob Ewell level racism, not in 1937, but today. So almost every line that comes out of Bob Ewell's mouth was written by a Breitbart commentator. That is clever. Um, I, 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 I'm actually very excited about the thought of going to see To Kill a Mockingbird. Uh, on the West End, I think it'll, it's going to be a trip to London for me soon enough. Uh, I look forward to that immensely. What about Irish star of CODA, Ferdia Walsh-Pilo? He was mentioned this morning on Morning Ireland. We mentioned him again here and uh, I will watch it and then I'll, I'll say well done to him because that's a nice interest there. Sorry to hear Jessie Buckley didn't get the, the nod, but she got the nomination, which is a massive achievement. And there is no doubt whatsoever in my mind that she will walk away one day uh, clutching one of those Oscars. So uh, wishing her well this morning. Um, I'll we'll take a couple more on Will Smith. I think Will Smith was perfectly right. Chris Rock was bullying Jade. And um, that's and that that came in as well. I think and Will Smith may have believed he was defending his wife's honor. However, his actions were oh yeah bad. Okay, we've had a look at those already, and that's fair enough. Five one five five one text number. You can email Ryan at rte. ie. Obviously, also a little bit of uh, Dancing with the Stars this morning because. And Nina Carberry did the honours with Pasquale, second year in a row, got on. They're going to be joining us live in studio this morning. Um, from the get-go, she's been, uh, she shone and she took it all the way. So uh, it, although in fairness, the dancing last night was was um, spectacular. A lot of tens being dished out by the judges and rightly so. So everyone really gave it their best. But uh, Nina triumphed and we'll talk to them both shortly. At 9.21, we'll start Musical.ly today. Yeah. Arctic Monkeys and uh, Baby I'm Yours. a sweet song and uh, a little retro and feel to that. At 9.24, Good morning, Ryan. Good morning, Marianne. It is unacceptable, you write, for anyone to make fun of another's illness. Alopecia is a dreadful condition resulting in huge emotional problems. If she had cancer, would it have been okay to joke about that? Comedians are frequently not funny. They're meant... Uh, they're, they are mean people... Sorry, they're meant to make people laugh. Or they're mean. And people laugh because they're uncomfortable. If the same remark had been made about some member of my family in her presence, I would have had the very same reaction. There you are. If you watch the clip, Will Smith was laughing at the joke until he saw his wife roll her eyes. And either way, he was wrong and marred his achievement and the awards themselves. There are other ways he could have addressed Chris Rock's poor joke. Uh, he'll, he came across as a thug. Uh, I agree that Cumberbatch was excellent to power the dog. However, the movie is probably the worst ever Western, says another text here. It could have been set in New York City with no cows or horses. I think it was the worst selection of films ever for the Oscars. I haven't seen Dune, but Coda and Belfast are great feel-good movies. People weren't wrong. Power of the Dogs is horrendous. And, as, and was the film with Jesse, as was the film with Jesse Buckley, didn't like that terrible film also. Let's make the films, make real films going forward. Okay, so... Wasn't your night then? I have... Uh, um, okay, so 51551. Thank you for all those texts. And so many in on the uh, the Will Smith, Chris Rock uh, story. And I can see it now moving into the area of alopecia, uh, broadly speaking, and people who have alopecia and how they've managed that in their lives. 
Anne says, I suffer from alopecia for over 20 years now and still feel extremely sensitive about it. I'm in tears writing this. Will Smith understands how upsetting it is for his wife. I've always admired Will, but how sad for him to be driven to that outburst. Okay. Thank you for that. Wish you well this morning. And we will go dancing with the stars after this. The Ryan Tuberty Show on RTE Radio 1. In these, this is a text, in these whiny cancel culture days, it's refreshing to see Will Smith's old-fashioned resolution. Say what you like about Ricky Gervais, he never went after someone's illness. Mm. That's quite confused because you're saying in one, one breath it's okay to go up and slap someone in the face and the other it's, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's not cool to do what he did. Okay. I think maybe some people are confused on it. Uh, JP was on. Will Smith's reaction was spur of the moment at the unacceptable comment about his wife's uh, condition. Only an idiot would make comments poking fun at people with alopecia or any condition for that matter. Maybe some people probably can laugh it off while others may become withdrawn, especially someone of a young age. It's totally unacceptable uh, behaviour. At 12 minutes to 10 o'clock, we'll take this. I don't go Strokes, uh, the Strokes, I should say. The adults are talking at uh, eight minutes down. I like that song. Uh, Claire, good morning to you, Claire. Morning, Ryan. Um, how are you feeling today? Uh, good, a bit nervous to be talking That's to you. Don't mind the nervousness, I'll mind you. And, but, uh, but in terms of uh, what we're listening to about all that Oscar carry-on, just if people are joining us, obviously Will Smith didn't like the joke, joke directed at his wife, who suffers from alopecia, went up on stage and slapped the presenter in the face. That's what happened. Um, and your thoughts on that are what? When I heard what had happened first, I thought he'd lost his mind. To be yeah, honest. I kind of yeah. thought, God, that's such a reaction. And then when I heard the backstory around why, I got it, completely got it. Why? Um, because I have, uh, it's called frontal lobe alopecia. It's kind of a posh word for a receding hairline. Mm-hmm. Um, and I am not someone who's particularly conscious of my appearance but I find it uh, very embarrassing and something I'm very conscious of. Mm. So if I was in the public eye and I was an actress, I think it would be very, very difficult to manage. So I totally understood its reaction. You, so when you saw him or when you, or when you heard, or I don't know if you've seen the clip of it yet, but when you, when, when you see or hear about this, uh, him slapping the presenter, do you think, well, you know, that, that would, that's fair game? No, I don't think it's fair game, Ryan. I, I don't think it's about the nature of his reaction. I think it was a reaction in the moment. I think it was an emotive reaction. I think he was in defence of his wife. And I think a lot of people have said that, you know, he could have scripted something that was a more appropriate reaction than getting physical. But I think he, he acted from instinct, I guess. And, you know, as someone who's in, you know... a similar boat to that lady. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of grateful in a way that he blew the lid off this and it, the fact it's got so much validity means there might be a bit of discussion about it. Oh, there is. So, no, um, I don't condone violence. And, yeah, of but course. I, I think he came from... I could understand his reaction, yeah. All right, I see. I, what about you? Do you do you get grief? Do you get cruelty? No, do you, do you no I don't, because mine is pretty... Um, 
uh, it's not very obvious. It's a progressive thing. Yeah. Um, I can comb my hair a particular way, but I am, yeah, I'm I'm very sensitive about it, and I can understand, or I could get someone getting to a place where they just thought, can't cope with watching this go back and back and back, or not worrying about what clump would come out next, and just shaving it all off. I can mm. totally get that, but I can also understand how traumatic that would be. I can imagine too, but only imagine. Are you self-conscious of your own condition, or do you try to think it away or treat it a certain... Can you, can you treat it? What, what, what yeah, do you... yeah, like the steroids and stuff you can get, but they don't really work, and then there's really barbaric things you can do, obviously, involving getting on planes to Turkey or whatever, which I don't think I'd really consider doing. That's tran- transplants and stuff, is it? Yeah, exactly. And I think um, I think for men, it's kind of... Obviously, it's difficult for everyone, right? Uh, but for a woman, it's it's not that you want to look well or beautiful. You just want to look normal. And if, if your hairline is, is moving backwards, it is it is hard to kind of look normal. And the, 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 the root of shaving everything off is just not really uh, a, a typical option. And it's kind of funny, I was saying to a researcher, like my um, my husband and my brother have great big full heads of hair. So it's kind of, it's kind of a... Cruel, a cruel twist. No, it's just funny. Like, yeah. it's, it's like when we were going out and I used to be the one having the pints and he'd have the, the vodka and coke. Now I'm not receiving hairline he's got the full hair. It's funny, you can make a joke. I know, I know. I, it, that's that's how, you, how you cope with it. But yeah, of course you're self-conscious about it and you feel like a bit of a freak. Yeah, That's a big thing to say. But, I, but it does look weird, right? No, like, but to say you feel like a freak is... is you do that, feel like, as a woman, you feel like a bit of a freak. Yeah, you, I admire your honesty, but I just feel, I feel it's, it seems like it's, it feels cruel to me that you'd feel that way. That's all. Yeah, no, well, I'm pretty honest. Um, I, I just thought when you were searching around me, I thought, God, I don't know if I want to go on the radio. And then I thought, I'll go on the radio because there yeah. must be loads of people out there that would be more terrified than I am of having this conversation. So just do it. Well, I admire that. I appreciate that, I should say. And, you know, it is it is bizarre that the, the way society works means that you can have a, a perfectly receding hairline as a man and nobody would look sideways at you. But for a woman to have such a thing, it becomes, as to use your word, freakish. It does look a bit freakish. I'm yeah. sorry, but that, that's just the way yeah. I feel when I look at it. I wish I didn't feel that way. Mm. Uh, listen, thank you for, for, for talking to us no this problem. morning. Really nice to talk to you. I'm glad you made that decision, but not an easy one, but really appreciate it. No problem. Okay, have a great day. Thanks, Claire. 51551 is the text number one break to take. Massive result, uh, sorry, at least um, a response to the Will Smith um, uh, story this morning. And a lot of people... It's this kind of slightly confusion, uh, confused reaction in some ways, because a lot of people are saying, I, I, I understand his anger, but I wish he hadn't slapped him. If he had just responded in a different way, it would have been maybe a little more classy. The, the, the slapping is not a good look and it's not great for kids to see that and say, all right, so if you're annoyed with somebody, you do that. No, not the answer. And then other people saying, yeah, I would have done the same thing if somebody offended my wife like that. So it's it's getting it's coming from all angles um, this morning, and uh, then a lot of talk of alopecia and hair loss. And so we'll we'll keep that going tomorrow, of course. If you want to email us today about all of this, you can to Ryan at rte.ie. But it's ten o'clock now, so we're going to say goodbye and stay tuned to Claire Byrne, and we'll see you tomorrow between nine and ten. Have a wonderful day. The Ryan Tuberty Show. Listen back on the RTE Radio Player. 